All right. My name is Aaron. And I'm Ricky. This is uh, Blown Coverage for the 13 of NFL Football. Good day, buddy. How you doing? doing all right? Yeah, good, good. As good as can be. Good. Yeah, it was an, uh, yeah. Crazy, week, crazy week for football. Um, we're going to go ahead and start with NFC. Uh, NFC North in particular. And uh, as I said last week, as the two Michigan boys, might as well start with the Lions. Sounds good to me. A, uh, a rare, a rare victory for the Lions this week. Uh, the How about the thirty-four thirty? Yeah, uh, Stafford throws for four oh two, three touchdowns, one interception. Um, was a uh, was nice to see. It was nice to see a four hundred yard game from Stafford this week. It, it was nice to see th- that team come together after they got rid of their coach. Not gonna lie. I mean, I, I know I know we talked a little last week about it, about how uh, how cool that would be, you know, just to kind of get that victory with uh, once Patricia's gone. I know there's a lot of like frustration with that because it's mm-hmm. like at this point, why would you not just let the team tank and get a good draft pick? But I'm I'm in the mindset, why not try to win? I I, I mean. Absolutely. You're you're not you're not going to get the first draft pick, and I'm I'm not no no chance it's it's not possible. I'm a I'm never for a team tanking. Um, looking around Stafford's first 400 yard game this season, uh, threw for 340 back in uh, week seven against Atlanta. But really, that's uh, it's been a pretty short yardage season for Stafford this year. Most of those games in the twos, um, which is not what we're used to with Stafford. We're used to the you know, 400 yard games, high threes, and uh, you know, busy, busy yardage seasons. Um, that's six straight losses for Chicago. Um, they're now sitting at five and seven, which is a tie it. with Detroit. You love to see it. Um, yeah, so Detroit has a real chance of not ending the season in last place, you know, knock on wood. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I that's, mean, uh, the, the Bears start off the game scoring on four of their first five drives. And then in the second half, you only score on one out of your six possessions. What what happens? Like, how do you how do you start out so hot and then just fizzle? Right. Um, you know, even just looking at it too, starting the season five and one. Yeah. I think it, 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 hey, th- their season represents this game. You I was going to say the hot, same exact thing. And now now all of a sudden you, mm-hmm. you get one one out of the last. God knows how many games, and you just can't do anything right, with right. it. Yeah, nonetheless, it's, it's good to see Lions win. Um, Packers beat the Eagles, uh, thirty to sixteen. Rodgers with four hundred career touchdown passes. Ooh. What an incredible! Uh, are last we, are, week, the, last he, week was he, fifty thousand yards, wasn't it? It. I mean, honestly, it feels like he's been at four hundred passing touchdowns for <laughs> right. two years. Absolutely. Um, Carson Wentz got benched in the third quarter, and. Uh, I saw this happen, and my first thought was our show last week, yep. where it was uh, where I incorrectly said Jordan Love when I met Jalen Hurts, and was wondering if it was time. For, <laughs> and here uh, I'm sitting, like I have no idea who you're talking about because I'm bringing that up. <laughs> and here I was, you know, saying, "Let give Hurts a try." And, yeah, I mean, uh, they did. They did. He, he played well. Yeah, and 109 yards, uh, one touchdown, one interception. The part um, that I think is almost a little frustrating is. After the after the game's done, they're asked who okay is hurt your your QB and just 
no, no answer. Like I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not going to commit to anybody at that point. You might as well give him a shot for the rest of the season. I mean, I think, give, uh, him, give him a start, give him more playing time. He, well, he, I know, I know Peterson his he's nearly on the chopping block himself. So I'm sure he doesn't want to commit to, um, or I should say he appears to be nearly on the chopping block. I can't say for sure. Um, You'd think the job security is not there like it was two, three years ago. Yeah, I mean, and then <clears throat> you look at the team that they played, and the the scoreline I don't think really reflects what happened. Like I fully expected a wider margin, mm-hmm. but I don't know. You have Devonte Adams getting another 120 yards receiving, two touchdowns. So this is his seventh game in a row with a touchdown. And fun fact, that is a tie for the team record. Is it though? That's yeah. good. That's awesome. Good for Devontae Adams. He's been having a monster year. Um, hey, my fantasy team loves him. <sighs> yep, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, <laughs> the Vikings 27, Jags 24 in OT. Uh, Jacksonville has lost 11 straight um, after starting the season with a victory against the Colts. Boggles my a, mind. That's a. Uh, yeah, um, so let's talk about Jacksonville for a minute. Uh, they're sitting at 1-11. Jets are 0-12. Who? We'll come, we'll come to it later. The Jets had the win this week. I would not yep. be shocked if the Jets do not go 0-16. My thing, if the Jets get the number one overall pick. Do they go for Trevor Lawrence? Or does he fall to Jacksonville, who I think is trying to tank? I... And I like Gardner Minshew, I do. Um, I don't know why... I don't think anybody saw... I don't think anybody saw Minshew as the guy for Jacksonville. No. And I don't think... I mean, I don't think he is. I don't think many... I don't really think anybody... He probably doesn't even think he's the guy which is unfortunate. I, I really like him. He's a, I think he's a great player. I just don't know if he's the guy for Jacksonville. I think it's a dumb move for the Jets to take Trevor Lawrence. Mm-hmm. But if they have the first draft pick, either they're going to trade to get rid of it so that someone takes him first because Trevor Lawrence is going to go first. Like, mm-hmm. Unless by some miracle he decides to take another year in, in, or in college, he he's going first. He's going to whoever has that pick. I think uh, I know we touched on it last week as well. At least I'm pretty sure we did. Um, we acknowledge that the Jets had other needs ahead of quarterback. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. I think if the Jets get that number one overall pick, which I'm not confident they will, um, mm. I wouldn't be surprised if they don't take him. Um, because I mean, Sam Darnold had a good game this week, and yeah, it's it's interesting to see uh, because he Darnold's never really had a team around him. Um, it's hard to showcase your ability as a quarterback when you don't have the 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 weapons that you need to do that. Let alone, right. I mean, th- there are so many pieces to the puzzle, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I just I'm more inclined to think Jacksonville might be more in the market for Trevor Trevor Lawrence. I mean, 
thinking about this game, it went to overtime. It's an ugly game with four turnovers for Jacksonville, two turnovers for Minnesota. There's a safety. I mean, both teams miss a field goal to win the game before overtime. Mm -hmm. I just – Nonetheless, I, I don't know what happened. NFC North, you're sitting at a Packers still on the top, nine and three. Vikings yeah. six and six, uh, and then the Bears and Lions rounding out five and seven each. Um, it's crazy. That good time, good time. So, uh, I mean, the other thing that's that's interesting about this is apparently if you score 24 points or more, you're gonna win against uh, Jacksonville because mm-hmm. they have allowed 24 points in 11 straight games. And that is their longest streak of 24 it's, points in the game in team history. It's just funny to see because when you start a season one and all, you hardly think you're only going to have one win by the end of week 12. Oh, <laughs> no. And I don't, I, I don't think many of us looking at this team at the beginning of the season would have expected 0-12. I mean, no. I, don't think they, I, I, I don't think they're going to win 11 and lose one. Like, we were surprised with the Steelers. For sure, but, for sure. But, um, you would well, assume they at least have three. Now a team that I did see going one and eleven. Uh, the Giants won this week. The, yeah. Gi- the Giants well, beat the Seahawks seventeen twelve. That, um, that is a team that you don't expect them to. No, Giants are now sitting at five and seven, same as the Lions and the Bears. <laughs> uh, four straight wins for New York. Jeez. Four straight wins. They didn't even have Daniel Jones this week. Um, I mean, hey, is, is Wayne Gallman your player of the game? 135 rushing yards? I mean, it might as well be. I, yeah. It's it's got to be. That's a that's a great game. So here here's your your fun fact for this game. Mm-hmm. Giants have won three straight road games. This is the first time they've done that since winning the Super Bowl. Hey, New York, there's there's some hope for you this year. The Jets might not be throwing it all away for you after all. <laughs> <laughs> are you are you surprised with Seattle losing? Yes. I mean, clearly, clearly, we're both surprised yes. at Seattle losing. Absolutely. Um, yeah, we'll touch more on Seattle here shortly. Um, Cow- Cowboys-Ravens happening tonight. Uh, Ravens if the Ravens started, lose that game... Ravens started 5-1. and one. They're now 6-5. and five. Um, if, if they lose tonight, they should not be in the playoffs. I agree. I agree. Um, they lost 19-14 to Pittsburgh last week. Um... There's really not much more to say about that game. I believe you still have, Lamar's you still have back, COVID player, you have players out for COVID. Mm-hmm. Well, I believe Lamar's playing tonight. Uh, last I checked. It's, um, I mean, I don't think he's going to have a good game this week, though, because he's he was out for two weeks, right? He basically had two weeks where he wasn't allowed to practice. That being said, though, the Cowboys never have a good game, so it's uh, it's going to be an ugly Tuesday night football, in my opinion. Hey, we're going to turn it on in half an hour and watch <laughs> a, a touchdown in the first ten minutes. From each oh, team, gosh. and we're gonna be like, who who would have thunk that any of them would score? Or it's just gonna be a crapshoot, and you're gonna look at a game like the Vikings Jags, where it goes to overtime, seven turnovers, and all of the missed field goals. No, my favorite game of the week. Um, oh, I agree. And I wish I had been with you watching this game because I know we talked about it last week about how much we wanted this result. And it's exactly what we got. Oh, yeah. Uh, Washington 23, Steelers 17. Um, Steelers lost their perfect season. And I, I didn't 
do research into this. Maybe you can help me out with it. Uh, Washington's first win versus Pittsburgh since 1991. Wow. I, maybe I that, read that wrong. Maybe it's first road win. Maybe it's first win in Pittsburgh. But even then, that's insane. That's, um, that's a while. Yes, shortly before the end of the first half, uh, Alex Smith's leg starts gushing some blood after taking what the heck? To it. Um, thankfully, it was not the leg that's been surgically repaired numerous, numerous, yeah, numerous times. Um, and so, something interesting with Washington, they are three and two since Alex Smith has become their full-time quarterback. Uh-huh. Both of those losses were to uh, the Giants and Detroit. Both losses were by three. Easily wins. Exactly. So we're looking at Washington, who, you know, is tied with uh, the Giants at five and seven. Uh, Giants have a, I don't know, the same win percentage, uh, same divisional record. Um, it's, though, if, if Washington football team is five and oh with Alex Smith, which they easily could have been, mm-hmm. uh, this is a very different NFC East. Because it's no longer a laughing stock; it's more of a "this is Washington's division." You mean a five and seven top team in the division makes it a laughing stock? <laughs> no, but a seven and five makes a hell of a lot more sense. Yeah, I mean, okay. Washington has twenty or more points in six straight games for the first time since 2016, and I wouldn't say that the offense won this game. I would, I would say that your kicker won this game for Washington. He was three for three from first field goals. I mean, it wasn't, I mean, it was a defensive heavy game like we would have expected. Well, yeah, but, a very, very, very valuable play for Washington's defense in that fourth quarter. Getting the, uh, getting the I, I don't think we would have expected anything else from Pittsburgh's defense. I mean, the, this is a game that they gave up more than I expected. Absolutely. And, but they, they, still, they still played well. Yeah, don't worry, Pittsburgh fans. They still got a good team. Don't get me wrong. Um, how good? <laughs> we'll talk. Uh, NFC East currently uh, Giants and you know the Washington Football Team is in a five and seven each. Eagles three eight and one, and uh, Dallas currently three and eight. And I did want to go back and talk about the Eagles for a second. Um, as we said, you know, Wentz was benched in the third quarter. Jalen Hurts came in, uh, played better than Wentz did. If I'm an Eagles fan, I'm frustrated. Clearly, I'm frustrated, <laughs> but I am more upset because three years ago, you have your you have your franchise quarterback. You have your guy of the future. Yep. Um, and as we discussed last week, I you know, the bar has been really, really high for Carson once. Um, Absolutely. But you, you got to start Hurts this week, right? You've got to. I, I, I don't think you really have an option otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Your, your season is not looking like it's going to progress to anything. So why, why, not, why not let the young gun Absolutely. go for it and see what he can do, see if he can prove himself because how many other chances do you think he would have under a quarterback – who has the name Carson Wentz that you looked at three years ago. And now you're like, why, why is he not playing over uh, a young quarterback? Give Hurts the time. Right. No, I'm with you. Um, Saints 21, Falcons 16. Uh, 
Saints have officially clinched the playoff spot. Yep. Um, Bucks and Cardinals run by this week. Uh, Taysom Hill. Since uh, you know, he's been looking really good as a starter these yes, last uh, three weeks. I mean, um, he, he's 27, 27 for 37, 232 yards, 83 rushing yards. He is the first quarterback in the Super Bowl era to face a divisional divisional opponent twice in his first career, three career starts and wins both games. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw it back to last week. Um, if you haven't heard that episode, go listen to it, and we'll wait for you. Um, <laughs> three, two, yeah. Okay. <laughs> hey, welcome back. Um, <laughs> last week we discussed uh, how we both thought the Saints have a chance this year. Gen- a genuine chance. Very good chance. And um, if they win it, I think Breeze is done. I think you agree with me. It makes sense. Is Taysom Hill the guy then? Probably. Or are they going to keep doing what, with Taysom Hill what they've done with Taysom Hill for like the last two, three seasons? I hope just have him be everywhere. I agree. I think he's done. I think he's proven that he has deserved to start. And um, I mean, even if it's even if if it's a short term solution, if if you don't want somebody who is a Lamar Jackson rushing combo and you want someone who is a drew Brees sits in the pocket and can move if he needs to like absolutely needs to he can get out of the pocket and get that first down but if he doesn't fit into your offense i understand it but you 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 gotta start him if drew Brees retires and keep him at least for a couple seasons Mm -hmm. unless you're trading him for a a good option in matt stafford maybe there's a (laughs) NFC South, you got the Saints in at ten and Sorry, two. I had to. Yeah, the Bucks at seven and five. Falcons and Panthers both at four and eight. Uh, Saints, for all intents and purposes, have pretty much clinched the division. Just another winner, so yeah. Um, yeah, good for them. Oh, good year for the Saints. Uh, Rams. So oh, go ahead. The, the the other interesting thing is since Breeze has gotten hurt a couple times past two years, mm-hmm. Saints are eight and zero without him. Are they now? Yeah, and you have Michael Thomas, who is the fastest player to receive 500 receptions in NFL history in a whole 69 games. Wow. I um, mean, I mean, for a while they were led by, they were led by Bridgewater in a couple of those eight nine games. Uh, that being said, um, Panthers aren't eight and so I'm not sure if Bridgewater was the trick. Uh, I mean, I, w- I would go with it's it's more the the team itself, and you, you find the right pick for or the right filler almost Mm -hmm. for that game but yeah that that's just something that it tells you drew Brees is fantastic but he he's not the only player who can play on that team right right yeah and speaking of bridgewater uh, mccaffrey should be back next week so uh carolina i'll some hope um rams 38 cardinals 28 uh i know i know we talked last week that we agree cardinals aren't really a team this year um Maybe next, maybe next season. Uh, Possible. Boy, Kyler Murray had a great start to the year, and uh, it's uh, it's looked rough lately. Um, some of that's been the defense he's been up against, and I'm I'm not obviously I'm not throwing in the flag by any means, but no, just, and uh, I don't think you should. No. Um, 
Bills 34, 49ers 24. It was a rough start to the game for Buffalo <laughs> with a long drive, long drive in the first. Um, <laughs> only to uh, hand it off to Moss, I believe it was, to uh, fumble it. And the uh, Niners recover, lead with a touchdown, and uh, and Buffalo's defense, they came back real quick. And oh, I mean, back. yeah. It, Josh Allen has a hell of a game. Mm-hmm. He throws for 375, four touchdowns. Stefan Diggs catches his 90th reception of the season. And th- this is the the caveat of this game is the Niners aren't playing at home. They're the home team, but they're playing in Arizona because Arizona, of yeah. restrictions in, um, in, in for their home stadium. Like mm-hmm. you, I, I don't know why you'd want to even just have a home game. Just say, Nope, we're going to go away and suck it up because they're not going to be making the money. But in, in these type of games since 1970, if a team is playing at an opposing team's home stadium as their home game, they're one in five. Mm-hmm. Only one That's... team has won in that scenario. Do you have who it is? I, <laughs> I'd love I, if you did. Oh, I didn't look that incredible. up. <laughs> uh, but, you know, as you said, Josh Allen, good game. Stephon Diggs, good game. Cole Beasley, great game. Cole Beasley's been on fire lately. <laughs> um, great thing fantasy's almost over, so no point in picking him up. <laughs> uh, Rams back atop the division eight and four. Uh, up there with Seattle, I should say, at eight and four as well. Arizona six and six, and the 49ers five and seven. Uh, realistically, nobody's out of it yet. Um, <laughs> once again, LA Rams. I'm sorry for last week not knowing how good you are. <laughs> um, <laughs> but as we as we head into week 14, uh, Four regular season games left. Yeah. Let's go over our uh, NFC playoff predictions. And I believe we agree on who we both have with the number one seed. I, I sure hope so. Yeah, it's it's the Saints. Yes. It's the Saints. Um, I'm predicting they're going to have a – so I have predictions for the final records for each team. Um, and let me, just let me know if you agree with them. And I'll yeah. see if that's a fair assessment. Um, I have the Saints going 13-3. and three. The rest of the season, I'm taking uh, one more loss when everything else. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I don't think that's unrealistic. Yeah. Um, the number two seed, I have the Packers. I think that's the consensus pick. Mm-hmm. The, the um, Packers, I mean, they're, they're the ones that are having the most dominant season outside of the Saints in, mm-hmm. in any of the NFC. When you look at, you know, aside from his one game against Tampa earlier this year, Aaron Rodgers has been MVP caliber. The only problem is uh, there's a guy named Patrick Mahomes. Uh, yeah. But I have the Packers. I have the Packers going 12 and 4. Um, so, you know, just missing out from the number one spot with the Saints. Um, at the number three seed, I have at 11 and 5 for the Rams. I agree. I, uh, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> awesome. I have, yeah, I have the Rams taking NFC West this year. Um, the number four seed. The NFC East, uh, I'm going with Washington football team. Okay. I, I, I have, I, them, I have them one spot down, but that's uh, no fault to, to Washington. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think they're going to take the NFC East. I just think the Seahawks are going to be the team that will. I have them, I have them at the number four seed merely because division. Fair so, enough. You know, they're, they're definitely not, they are not the fourth best team of my 
six. Okay, just, okay. The, the number four seed because division clinch sort of thing. Gotcha. Um, I have them going eight and eight. I think they lose one more game and win three more. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to specify what games because then things get a little too tricky. <laughs> you um, start saying one team wins and the other team wins at the same time. Right, right. <laughs> I, uh, for my first wildcard spot, I have the Bucks. I've got 10 and six. Um, I, I think they have to be one unless they continue on their demise. Mm-hmm. I I think that's the likely scenario. Um, Realistically, there's three, maybe four teams that if the Bucks really fall off, that could knock them out of the playoffs. Yeah. Um, yeah. That for me, at the number six spot, I have Seattle finishing at either nine and seven or ten and six. Yep. Um, and yeah, no, that's that's what I got for the uh, NFC. Uh, we'll touch on the AFC uh, predictions. You, you, got, well, you got one more pick, man. There are seven teams. Did I miss a seventh team? Oh, my gosh. I'll, I'll tell you who mine is. Go for it. I'm picking the Giants. Really? I, I don't see a path for anyone in the NFC North. I don't, I don't see the Vikings getting three more wins. I don't see the Lions getting four more wins. I, Vikings have a pretty tough schedule. I going forward. Okay, and then and then outside of that, it's it's either the Giants or the Cardinals. And that and one's mine. I'm taking the Cardinals at the seventh spot. The, the Cardinals have lost either. three in a row. The Giants have won four in a row. The hot team right. right now is not the Cardinals. I agree 100%. But looking at what they have coming up in their next couple games, the only game I'm really worried about is week 17, potentially week 16. Because week 14, they got the Giants, which Giants are hot. We'll see, though. Yeah, week 15, I mean, it's Philly. Philly's been nothing. Week 16 has got San Fran. That could be a challenge for them, but I think Arizona can do it. And week 17, I get the Rams. Wait, I'm I mean, San Rams Fran's another team that's two, right now they're two and three in the last five. I mm-hmm. I, I think it's – I got the cards going either eight and eight or nine and seven as well. Um, I, I'd say it's a fairly even split, but I, I think the Giants have to be the ones to take it. I – I don't think you're going to get three teams from the NFC West going in. I hope not, because <laughs> I hate when that happens. Um, you know, if it is the Giants, I'll leave my words, but I, I don't think, I, I think it's be. easy to be either. I, I just I find it sure. difficult that a third team from that division is going to make it in. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's our, that's our NFC, because we'll get to the AFC a little bit. Um, Dolphins 19, Bengals 7. Miami's 8 and 4 for the first time since 03. That's wild. Is Miami legit? Do you think Miami's legit? I think they're getting there. They, I, I don't think this year's a good as, as I said last week, this is a team that could very easily lose their next four and be an 8 and 8 team. And, and I wouldn't um, be upset with an 8 and 8 season for them. I would not either. I, would not I, either. I don't Absolutely. think when you're going into this year that you expect to have a positive record or a 500 record. Mm-hmm. I, I do think this team has growing room and there are going to be growing pains with your rookie quarterback. But Tua played well. He did. He did. Probably, I, mean, 
I, I'd say one of his best games since. Uh, he's not. He's not my starting. player of the game. That that's got to go to Jason Sanders, Miami's kicker, because he was four for four and he had yeah, his extra awesome. point go in. I mean, he mm-hmm. he won, won the game. <laughs> Obviously, two guess can they help to drive him down? Mike Gesicki had a good game too. Um, yeah, I and of course you have that fantastic seventy-plus yard touchdown pass early on for uh, the Bengals. Nothing mm-hmm. else. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, no, I'm happy because he was yeah. one of my receivers, so I got <laughs> I got all of the points in yeah, one I'm, play. I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled. <laughs> <laughs> um, Raiders 31, Jets 28, and I. I <laughs> okay, okay, I want to stop you before you start on this one. Your first bullet point. I have a one-word response. <laughs> one word. Mm-hmm. No. Okay. That's my one and, word uh, response. So, <laughs> the first bullet point for those of us that aren't myself and Ricky, um, I ask him again, comma, are the Raiders good? And we had a healthy conversation about this last week. Um, <sighs> they should not Walter have won the had game. A great game. No, no, it was a uh, last minute, not even last minute, last seconds deep pass by Derek Carr to uh, Ruggs. For a touchdown that saved the Raiders' ass. I um you know who saved the Raiders' ass? Darren Waller. Darren Waller had a great game. Hundred yards. He, um, he most joins tight end in Hall team of, history. He joins Hall of Famer Shannon Sharp as the only tight end in the Super Bowl era with twelve or more receptions, over 185 yards, and two receiving touchdowns in a game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, like I said, most uh, most receiving yards by a tight end in team history. Wild. So uh, here's to Darren Waller. A um, little bit of a spoiler, he is our player of the week, so our runner-ups will be compared to him. Um, the Jets fired the defensive coordinator after the game, um, Greg Williams, which <laughs> we'll come what? back to that in one second. One second. Um, do the Jets win a game this season? Coming up, they have Seattle, the Chargers, the Browns, and the Patriots. Yes. I agree. Chargers. Um, and I hope, unfortunately, and if it's the same Chargers as we got this week. <laughs> and if they play like they did said, this week and I they wanted... play that Chargers team, <laughs> if both of these teams come up, yeah, no-brainer, mm-hmm. no-brainer. And I'm, I'm honestly interested for Week 17, Jets, Patriots again, just because that was a really good game earlier this season. I was going to say um, – if, if they they could, I was going to say, they could have a two-win season. That being said, if it's the same Seattle team as we got this last week, the Jets would be in Seattle, too. The only game that they for sure wouldn't win if they play this week's teams is the Cleveland Browns. Well, I don't think they, they should be thir- the Cleveland Look Browns at the 3-13 and 13 Jets, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's nearly good enough to be that leader of the NFC East. Oh, um, hey, they do that, and we got a brand-new first-round draft pick. It's insane. Um, so the Jets fired the defensive coordinator, Greg Williams. Um, we talked last week about how Adam Gase is just there till the end of the season. Yeah. What's the difference? Why, why, why not just keep your staff at this point if you know you're firing them or just get rid of everybody? I mean, that's exactly my point. There, there's no reason to, to fire one and not fire all of them. Mm-hmm. The, um, the other thing is the Jets uh, have 
made history. Really, they've tied history. They have allowed 30 or more points in all seven non-division games since the NFL first split into four divisions in 67. I mean, also good for the Raiders. This is, this is their first road win against the Jets since 96. It's right, only six Raiders. matchups right. in that time period, but still, that, that's a long time to not win on the road. Yeah, it's uh, – I don't know. It's, we, we agree the Jets had this game. This was New York's game. Um, Jets should be 1-12 right now. I think they should be two and eleven, but that's beside the point. Um, <laughs> I digress. <laughs> <laughs> if we're really looking at pick. it, it probably should have. <laughs> it should be a fairly different year, but yeah, yeah. Um, now, oh man, I never love to see a shutout, especially when it's uh, one of our boys. I mean, oh boy, we hyped up big time last week. <laughs> Throws for two hundred nine yards, two interceptions. Uh, Justin Herbert, Patriots forty. 40- Five Chargers zero, and my first bullet point on this topic um, is just oh. dot 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 dot. Hey, ellipses. I mean, okay, the Patriots have shut out three teams since 2019. How many other teams, or how many other games have happened collectively in the NFL since then, outside of the Patriots? Oh, jeez. Don't ask me questions like that. <laughs> Four. Four. There have been seven shutouts in the past two years. It's Three of them are from one team. Yeah. Largest deficit in franchise history for the Chargers, um, which obviously. Um, I mean, and they've, they've only been shut out two times in the last 20 seasons. The last time was 2014 against Miami. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, I man. don't think it was this bad. I think that's I think that's Clearly. a Tannehill. I think a fourteen. I think that's a Tannehill led Miami. Maybe might just before Tannehill would have been. Twenty fourteen um, seems so long ago. <laughs> right. Uh, report came out: St. Anthony wins to be evaluated after the season. Um, no, evaluated. Uh, we, we talked about it last week. You should be gone now. Um, but then again, that's really contradictory with our opinion on the Jets. Um, so. I, I I disagree with that because you have a team that is over the season. I don't think you get rid of them midway through. When you have a team that very likely should have a completely different record, you should be positive. I that I don't see a reason to keep. Like this team is three and nine, mm-hmm. and. I think we agreed last week that it should have had three or four that could have gone a very either direction. A very different record. This was a they, loss. They could be 500 right now. And mm-hmm. when we would say, yep, end of the season, evaluate it, no problem. Mm-hmm. I, uh, right, right now, I don't think it makes sense to keep them. I believe a report came out um, shortly before game time. And I, I don't have a source for this, so my apologies. Where uh, – Maybe it was either last week or you know this week in between our show, yeah. Where uh, Anthony Lynn had said something at a team meeting, essentially saying, eh, "Boys, we're probably not going to the playoffs this year." At this point, the Chargers were still in contention. Yep. 
I mean, not really, but mathematically, they still had a chance. Why would you tell your team already, like, hey, uh, no, not happening? Because he doesn't want to be there. <laughs> Chargers fans don't want him there, to be quite frank. I mean, okay, you have the Chargers who had a crappy game. Then you have you have the Patriots that had one hell of a game. Mm-hmm. Cam Newton, I mean, he has the most one passing touchdown, one rushing touchdown games in the NFL since the 50s for a quarterback. Um, he has two rushing touchdowns for the fourth time this season, and that's the most in a season since 1950. He has 69 career rushing touchdowns. The next closest rushing touchdown by a quarterback is 44 in NFL history. That, I, I think those stats alone tell you why this game went the way it did. When you, have, when you, have, that, when you have a quarterback with the caliber of Cam – who can mm-hmm. run, and he has two rushing touchdowns and a passing touchdown, his stats are crap. 69 passing yards and 48 rushing, rushing yards. But he has three touchdowns. Yeah, if you can, I know. If you can manage three touchdowns in that little amount of yards, you, you deserve to be the winners. For sure. I know, I know we talked last week. Uh, Cam's not the guy for New England. Um, nope. I still don't think so, but he still had a yeah, good week. <laughs> absolutely. AFC East, uh, Bill Simmons, 9-3. and three. No matter what they do, they can't make any ground on Miami sitting at eight and four. Um, Pats six and six, and our Jets zero and twelve. Browns forty-one, Titans thirty-five. Um, I, last week we talked. Aside from Washington Pittsburgh, this was the game we were most excited for. Uh, yes. we, I think we both envisioned a very high-scoring game too. Yes, the thing is. So I'll go through my notes here real quick. Um, Cleveland officially has a winning season. Yeah. That's a, yeah, great. Good job, Cleveland. <laughs> um, <laughs> the Browns scored on their first six drives. It was a field goal and five straight touchdowns. So that being said, the score of this game was really close. Yes, it was. Unfortunately, it wasn't really a close game. Until the score end. lines are deceiving. If, exactly, exactly. I mean, take nothing away from a. I mean, they got Derek Henry to fumble, which doesn't happen. <laughs> um, Tano had a good game. You know, three hundred nine yards, three touchdowns, one interception. Uh, Baker had a great game. Three hundred thirty-four yards, four touchdowns, one fumble. Um, yep. So yeah, like like I said, don't let the stat lines fool you. The score lines, I should say. Um, it wasn't too close, but both quarterbacks really deserve some credit for a great week. I mean, um, they're so, so do receivers. You have Corey mm-hmm. Davis, who has 182 receiving yards with a touchdown. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that number is that, that's a lot of yards. Yep. Jarvis uh, Landry looked good. Who's been, he's been looking good. Jarvis the last Landry weeks. has passed Larry Fitzgerald on a record for the fifth most receptions. In players' first seven years or first seven seasons hey, in the NFL, good job, 613 good receptions. Job. So yeah, no, it's, uh, he's been looking really good lately. He was almost other, a uh, runner up for me last week, but we didn't talk about that. He had a good game last week as well. The other funny stat for uh, the Browns the Browns are the first team to have a wide receiver compete a, compete a, complete a pass, Jarvis Landry, and mm-hmm. an offensive lineman receive a touchdown. Kendall Lamb. First time since 1948. 
Really? Yes. My goodness. Cleveland's making history all over the place. <laughs> I just think that is the funniest stat line that I found. That's incredible. That's incredible. Um, Colts 26, Texans 20. Uh, T.Y. Hilton had a big game. <laughs> Once again, we talked about him last week. And uh, hold on. Rivers finally found him. Hold on. Was this a good game? Statistically. <laughs> are, are we sure? This is the first game in NFL history, again, we're making history, that both teams scored 20 or more points in the first half and combined scored less than three points in the second. Is that a good game? The game itself, not necessarily. <laughs> T.Y. Hilton specifically. Okay. Okay. Uh, eight receptions himself, 110 yards, another touchdown second of the season after his first last week. So he breaks his season-high record of 81 yards that he got. His, his first 100-yard game in 22 games. It's, it's a shame um, because I know not just myself, but a lot of people really thought Rivers and Hilton was going to be a dangerous combo this year. It should be. Mm-hmm. Um, Texans looked fine, I guess. I don't. Okay. okay. I, I, I'll, I'll give some hype to – the Texans. Deshaun Watson is the first QB since the 70s with 13,000 passing yards and 1,500 rushing yards in his first 50 games. Great. J.J. Watt is also the first Texan with five-plus sacks in seven of their first 10 seasons. Okay. Those are two players. Yep, I, uh... I Honestly, I, I still think Will Fuller is – he's your scapegoat for the Texans right now. Oh, for sure. Um, the, I, I think Cooks if you have there. him, it's a different game because now, now all of a sudden you have you actually have mm-hmm. another outlet to pass to, and people will pay attention to someone of Will Fuller's caliber. And he, yeah, yeah. Well, I think South Titans and Colts at an eight and four each. Titans have the lead with a three and one division record versus the Colts two and two. Uh, Texans four and eight, and uh, Jaguars one and eleven, which. One we didn't even talk about it last week, how the Jaguars are almost the Jets, which I know we talked about earlier today, but I just that's crazy. I mean, how we, that you know what we should have done? Instead of doing our playoff picture, predict the bottom of the table. Maybe next week we'll. Oh, gosh. Chiefs beat the Broncos 22-16. I don't know what it is about Patrick Mahomes. Um, he's played Denver twice this season. Uh-huh. And this, this sounds so weird to say um, because he was still fantastic. However, looking at, you know, what he's done 2020 game log, the only two games where he's thrown less than two touchdowns have been Denver. <laughs> Back week seven, where he throws for 200 yards and one touchdown. And then, you know, this week, over 300, one touchdown, which it's so crazy to think. Over 300 is just the norm for Mahomes. So, you know, you want to know who my player this game is? Who's that? You got one guess on who my other two were. It's our kicker. (laughs) (laughs) Harrison Butker was five for five, and he had one one extra point. So, I mean, again, he won the game. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's. (laughs) But, I mean, I don't know what it is with. Mahomes and the Broncos this season. Um, he Mahomes still 
set some Chiefs history. He he passes Trent Green with the most 300-yard passing games at 24. Mm-hmm. Um, he has the best touchdown-to-interception ratio in, in a season in NFL history of 31-2. to two. And you have, I mean, the, the Broncos this season, they, they've had the most giveaways in a season. They've got 28. Last year, they had 16, and they were the sixth fewest. Drew Locke has one interception in seven straight games. Well, that's nothing compared to Carson Wentz. That's... <laughs> I mean, yeah. And... Drew Locke's another one of those guys. Um, it's still early for him. It's still really early. Yeah. Far too early in his career to really say anything. It's just... I... I don't know if it's questions uh, and concerns are justified. They're fair. I would say I don't know if, if if Drew Locke is is the problem or if the the rest of the lineup is the problem. If if he sure. just needs more support. Because I mean, uh, I I think Jerry he has Judy, skill. I think was Jerry Judy. I think was poised for a big rookie season, and uh, not much has happened. Uh, Cortland Sutton. I think I think he's still out. I think he went down for the year after you know week two. Um. I'm not sure if he's healthy, so I might be wrong on that. But I know he was hurt. Um, yeah, Broncos have come a long way since winning the Super Bowl five, six years ago. I think we've uh, noticed that with a couple teams this year. Yeah, um, Kansas City's eleven and one, second in time in second time in team history, uh, back to two thousand three with our you know eight win Dolphins. <laughs> um, KC's officially clinched a playoff spot as well. And then taken from an NFL article I saw, Mahomes became the first player in NFL history to put together three straight seasons with 3,500 passing yards, 25 touchdowns, and a 105 passer rating per NFL research. So if that's wrong, blame NFL research. I, it, it boggles my mind what mm-hmm. that man does. It's insane. It's insane. Um, I know we agreed last week. Probably going to be one. We we agreed a lot last week. <laughs> yes, we did. Probably going to go down as one of, if not the greatest of all time. He uh, he he makes history with every pass he throws. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if in three seasons we see him already eclipsing touchdown passing records. I mean, yeah, that's that's a bit he's on egregious because that's a lot of passing touchdowns he has to catch up to, but. Sure. Uh, he, he's, on, he's on pace. He's on pace. He too. is so good. Um, next up, we have our AFC playoff predictions. That being said, I'm actually going to move those. We're going to do those right before our last question because it kind of ties into our last question. Okay. Um, so now we're going to go with our runner-up. Okay. And uh, so we agreed Derek Waller player of the week. Had a yes. great game. Had a great game. Um, who do you got this week? Okay. I, I was picking between three, if not four players this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we chatted a little bit before we got on and I, I had to drop out uh, Beasley before just my, my mind was he had, he had one more catch in him and that catch would have been the difference maker. Um, I, I think I'm going with Corey Davis. He, I mean, solid game, 11 receptions, mm-hmm. 182 yards, one touchdown. It, he is a player that doesn't get enough recognition. He went to a Michigan college, gets drafted, and 
I mean, the, my other two players, Devonte Adams, he gets recognition every, week in week out. He, like I said, I mean, he's he's catching touchdowns like nobody's business. Mm-hmm. And Travis Kelsey, he's another player that it's not surprising he had a good week. Yeah, I'm already going to agree with you that Corey Davis is the runner-up of the week. Because um, he was one of the two that I confirmed on. But I figured you were good with Corey Davis, so I had a second one, which we'll talk about in a second. But I agree, Corey Davis is the guy. Yeah. Um, like you said, honorable mention to Cole Beasley, nine receptions, one touch, 130 yards. Um, I think Corey Davis goes overlooked a lot because of how explosive that Tennessee offense can be. Um because A.J. Brown has, and in only his second, I believe, season, he's really become one of the better receivers in football. Mm-hmm. Um, Adam Humphreys is showing moments of being fantastic. Derrick Henry, one of the best running backs in the game. Uh, so Corey Davis really kind of goes under the radar there. And he shouldn't. He, I don't think he's really on many too. people's radars at all. He's not mm-hmm. even a blip. And that's just um, a disservice to him. Absolutely. Um, another honorable mention for me, I mean, I already touched on Cole Beasley, uh, his quarterback, Josh Allen, great game. You know, um, he had very similar stats this week to my runner-up of the week. Oh. My boy, Derek Carr. 381 yards, three touchdown passes, one rushing touchdown. Why did one I know that's who you we'll were going to pick? That. We'll <laughs> ignore that. Derek Carr had a great game. And I already agree with you that uh, Corey Davis is the runner-up of the week. However, based on our conversation last week, there's no way I could let this beautiful game from Derek Carr go. I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> Just absolutely knew it. Mm-hmm. So congratulations <laughs> to Corey Davis. Uh, yeah, what, a, what, a wonderful, what a wonderful game. And, you know, a close second for Derek Carr. A close yeah. runner-up to the runner-up. Which, it felt a little weird to do a quarterback as a runner-up option. Um, but when you do look player? quarterbacks, when we talked last week, you do look at some quarterbacks and they don't get a lot of credit. And, no. you know, Derek, Derek Carr had a great game. You know, they should have lost said game. But Derek I mean, Carr was responsible for four of those touchdowns. A, a quarterback can it can make or break your team. They, they are a crucial – they are the probably most crucial point of your team. Mm-hmm. And you got to give some of them recognition when they deserve it. I mean – it, it's not like we're saying that Cam Newton with around a hundred total yards, but three touchdowns is a runner up. We're, right, we're looking right. at someone who has just shy of 400 passing yards and mm-hmm. has one hell of a showcase. Well, it's shouldn't have won the game, but won it. So six, you know, 24 of those points that the Raiders had were because of Derek Carr and some capacity yeah. um, and Darren Waller, big game for him too. <laughs> um, so now we're going to, uh, our, our favorite second of the week every time, the b- b- boys. Um, this week, so last week when uh, we did the initial b- b- boys, I thought the way that we should do it would be, you know, to take the first three from a specific position that were drafted. You know, so like, so this week, for example, we're doing wide receivers. So that being said, I would have taken, you know, Jerry, Judy, uh, Ruggs, and whoever one of these two was drafted first. Uh, CD Lamb and determine who was the best, who was the bearable, who was the bust. Ruggs and Judy haven't done much this year, so that wouldn't have been a lot of fun. So instead, I took 
the three rookie receivers that came to my mind first that I first that the let me rephrase that the three rookie receivers who I noticed first that I acknowledged had big games or big seasons so far. Um, so the Bubba Boys this week we're looking at C.D. Lamb, T. Higgins, and Justin Jefferson. Ricky, who is your best? Jefferson. I agree. I agree. Uh, he, 61 receptions, over mm-hmm. 1,000 receiving yards. He has a 71-yard long reception. He has seven touchdowns, 42 first downs, 19 for over 20, and four for over 40. I mm-hmm. mean, he he's has the, the stat line. Guy. Go ahead. Sorry. He, um, yeah, no, he, he's, he's the only guy of these three who has over 1,000 receiving yards. He, and he, he has also has it. So far. He has it in the least amount of receptions as well. Um. Who do you have as bearable? We, oh, before you said, we are going to discuss these more in depth once we have out who was who. Um, for anybody who watched or listened last week, that's what we did. But, yeah, who do you got as bearable? Higgins. I, I agree. <laughs> it, it, it's bad because I'm literally going down. He, he, has, he has 729 yards reception. He, mm-hmm. But he does have a 67-yard long five touchdowns, 40 first downs, 11 for over 20 and two for over 40. He, he does have a, a, I'm pretty sure he's a fumble lost, but when I'm looking overall, he just, he, he beats out lamb just a touch. I mean, I agree. he has 650 in yards, a 43 yard long, four touchdowns, 32 first downs, 13 for over 20, which is a better stat, but then he only has one for over 40 and I also believe he has a fumble. So yep. uh, Lamb's fumbled twice. He lost one of them. Yeah. Um, Higgins has fumbled once, lost it. Jefferson hasn't fumbled. Good for him. We, I think Jefferson's a unanimous decision. There. Um, something else I looked at with this is who, where they were drafted. Okay. Um, C.D. Lamb was drafted first round 17th overall. Justin Jefferson was drafted first round 22nd overall. Higgins was drafted second round 33rd overall. So when you compare them to where they were drafted, nearly twice as many, nearly another 16, 17 picks from Lamb to Higgins. Yeah. And so far Higgins has, not by much, but been the better player. Um, you also have to look at who their quarterbacks are, like who's around them. I was going to say, Jefferson, Jefferson has uh, Kirk Cousins, and then, uh, you know, C.D. Lamb's had Dak and Dalton. Um, well, Higgins has said Burrow and Allen, so rookie to rookie, and then Brandon Allen. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> um, I when 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 you think about what team they're on, I mean, yeah, it's I, I Higgins has also done. CD um, gets the shaft. He sure. He he's on the Cowboys. Your your quarterback. Is I mean, Andy Dalton's a fine quarterback. Um, he he had some good moments with Cincinnati. Oddly enough, I didn't think about that. Yeah. Um, I just I, I think <laughs> you're, you're definitely better off being Justin Jefferson, just because absolutely of where you're at. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, as we established last week, her cousin's a pretty good quarterback. You know, doesn't really get his due. 
Um, a pretty good quarterback. You also have to look at who they're competing with for targets. And this is where I, my heart breaks for CeeDee Lamb. Um, Michael Gallup and Amari Cooper, that was all we knew going into the season was going to kind of be like a three-man rotation. Yeah. The difference is, though, is it was kind of the same thing with the Bengals, with A.J. Green, Tyler Boyd. Um, Tyler Boyd and his owners had a great year. Um, but T. Higgins has been one of those few bright spots for Cincinnati this season. And then you look at Justin Jefferson, and who's he competing with? Thalen? Kyle Rudolph, I guess. You know, it's... It's mainly Thalen. Yeah, and uh, looking at even games where Thalen gets a lot of targets or, you know, has some touchdowns, Jefferson's getting a lot of targets those games too. Yeah. Um, we had Dalvin Cook, sure. But <laughs> Jefferson is making the most of every opportunity he's getting. Um, so I think he's the best without a doubt. He, he's taking it and he's running. Yeah, Literally. I think uh, – yeah, it, absolutely, absolutely. Um, the Boston Bearable were much closer this week than I think they were last week. Um, just based on where they're at right now. And, you know, as we said last week, this is a huge overreaction. It's meant to be. Um, I think it's, I think this is going to be a massive overreaction. <laughs> <laughs> Bust is lame for sure. Um, all right. It's just about that time for the final question. And I'm going to say what the final question is first before we get into our FC playoff rankings and predictions. Yeah. This week's final question are the Steelers actually the number the number two team in the AFC? Ricky, what do you got? So, <laughs> here's the thing. I, I, I really think this is the week we find out because they're at the Bills. Mm-hmm. And initially i am inclined to say no i i think the steelers are going to lose two in a row and i don't know who i would put as the better team between the bills and the browns because my my instinct says the bills are the are they they should be the number 2 team but they're Record does not reflect that. I also don't think that the Bills are necessarily the number two team, but I can I can see them being tied for that top spot at the end of the season with the Steelers mm-hmm. for the AFC North. I uh, so before we get more forward rankings, I have the Bills as the number two team. Okay. I I do not think the Steelers are the number two team. Um, looking at their games, especially recently. Excluding Jacksonville. Um, <laughs> they, uh, they lost this week 23-17. They won last week 19-14. Uh, week 9, they beat the Cowboys 24-19. Week 8, beat the Ravens 28-24. Beat the Titans 27-24. Beat the Eagles in week 5, 38-29. 28-21 over Texans. 26-21 over the Broncos. 26-16 over the Giants in week 1. Yes, all these wins are still wins. Uh-huh. Absolutely. And, you know, not all of them are one-score games because there's definitely some weeks there where they went off. You know, they destroyed Jacksonville. They really showed up against the Bengals, murdered the Browns earlier this season. Um, next couple weeks, they got the Bills. They got yeah. the Bengals. They got the Colts. They got the Browns. I have the Steelers maybe the number three seed. 
I'm not even sure the Steelers are their best team in their division. I don't think they are. I have the Steelers going either 13-3 and three or 12-4. and four. I would not be surprised if they only win one more game, and that's against the Bengals in Week 15. Huh. I think they're gonna. I think it's more likely they'll end up thirteen and three, um, but I would not be shocked if they end up twelve and four. That being said, um, my number one seed for the AFC, same as yours, same as everybody's, it's the Kansas City Chiefs. I have them going fourteen and two. I think they have one more loss in them this year. Who are they losing to? Let me double check the schedule because it makes sense when I decided. Because <laughs> I mean. Um, I mean, I suppose it could be that they've already clinched the playoffs there. They could coast from here on I mean, out. it's the Saints. Week 15, I think, lose to the Saints. Okay. Which I know we talked about last week, you know, a potential Super Bowl matchup right there. I think they lose week 15 to the Saints. Okay. Um, number two seed, I have the Bills at 13-3. and three. I, I think that's the logical choice. I mm-hmm. – yeah. Just um, – Yeah. Spots three, four, and five can really be all tossed up. Just depends on how the schedule goes. Hmm. But tentatively, I have the Steelers at number three, um, at either thirteen and three or twelve and four. Okay. I have at number four the Titans, at either eleven and five or twelve and four. Okay. Okay. I have at number five the Browns. At either twelve and four or thirteen and three. Why don't you go ahead and give me your through five, then we'll finish up with six and seven together. Okay. So I mean, obviously we we got the Chiefs one. I'm I, I'd say right now it's a toss up between the Bills and the Steelers being that that two, three spot. Um <laughs> I have the Colts over the Titans. But I also okay. have the Browns at five. Okay. Um, the reason I'm taking the Titans over the Colts is I think, at worst, Titans lose one more game this season. Okay. And that's against Green Bay in Week 16. And I, I, I think that one is virtually got, a given. They got Jacksonville, Lions, and Texans to finish the year. The only team I can really see them losing to is Green Bay. See, and when I'm looking at the Colts, they have the Raiders, Texans they're going to win, Steelers and Jags are going to win. I, when, when I'm looking at this, I think they lose one. They're not, I don't think they're going to lose both, both Raiders and Steelers. I agree they lose one. I, I think – so it's uh, – for me, it's a matter of um, I think – Goodness gracious, let me double check this. I also think that it, when it comes to the Titans, it really depends what on what Lions team shows up. Like for, that, uh, absolutely. That's but that's the me, that's their deciding factor. If the Lions that showed up this week show up that week, it, it's a completely different game. But I think the Titans and Colts could both finish eleven and five. Yeah. The thing is, is the Titans have a better divisional record. Yes, they do. Three and one versus the Colts two and two. And I don't see either of them losing to a divisional team. Um so that's why I have the uh, Titans instead of the Colts there. Okay. okay. Um, but I do have the Colts at number six at 11 and five. So I still okay. have the Colts getting there. Um, who do you got at number six? The Dolphins. Oh, you didn't. <laughs> I've got the Dolphins. Okay. 
Um, like I said about the Dolphins earlier, is I, I mean, to be fair, the Dolphins could slide into my number seven spot. Yeah. Um, but I think the Dolphins are eight and eight, nine and seven at best. Um, that being said, my number seven spot, I have projected to be nine and seven. So, you know, could, could this, that could easily be the Dolphins if things don't go this other team's way. I, I think they, the Dolphins easily have two wins. I think, um, I, they're not going to win next week. They're playing the chiefs. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think that's going to happen. If that's I, the I don't think they're winning week 17. Um, let me pull up this schedule here. So, so when I was, I, I okay. when I'm when I think about the the Patriots schedule left, I think they win one, and that's that was that's who I think would be the alternative. Okay, because um, for me the Patriots are a very fifty fifty team. I mean their record reflects it, obviously. Yeah. Um, I think Week Fifteen could go either way. For Dolphins, Patriots. Yeah. I think they lose to the Rams. My thing, um, yeah, the Dolphins. The Dolphins are losing Week 14 against the Chiefs. Uh, for sake of my predictions, they're losing Week 15 to New England. And they're definitely losing Week 17 to Buffalo. Okay. For me, what sets apart number seven is Week 16 because it is that game. Okay. At number seven, I have the Raiders at nine and seven on the season. Ooh. Um, I'm going back to my initial comment. No, they're not good. <laughs> I can't argue that. But as we've seen in past, just because the team's not good doesn't mean they don't make it. I know. I know. Um, and they, I mean, they are legitimately in the hunt, and it would not surprise yeah, me if they make at, it. Looking at the Raiders' schedule the next week against the Colts, that's a tough loss. Yep. Um, week 15 Chargers. I, I love – I got to give it to the Raiders. It, um, if they don't win that game, the, that is going to turn into an embarrassment. Week 17 against the Broncos. I'm going to go Chargers. Win. You should win. So now now they're sitting at 9-6 and six with, you know, not you know not knowing week 16 is sold yet. Yeah. Um, so if they win week 16 – that's a ten and six Raiders team. Okay. Um, really, the only one that the Raiders you can make you can make an argument that they lose Week sixteen against Miami, but the really the only one they should lose is Week fourteen against the Colts next week. And I agree. And I when I was going through going through the the remaining schedules, I I I had a toss up on a couple of them, and I. I think the Dolphins can figure something out. I think they have most of the pieces they need. And I, I don't know. I, I, I think I just inherently want the Dolphins to succeed. Or I, I just have something in me that's like, sure. yeah, I, I want to see. I have, nothing against, I have nothing against Miami. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, I just don't have a spot for them in the AFC right now. That's fair. They are a great, they are a great number eight. That's that's how I see it right now. Great number um, eight, and we don't have eight playoff spots. But we do not. I hardly I hardly remembered we had seven. Um, I know. <laughs> next week's matchups: uh, Titans and Jags. 
if the, Titans Let's go Jags. Don't, if the Titans don't win that game, then I will agree with you. This is the Colts division. <laughs> um, <laughs> Patriots and Rams. I'm going LA. I think it's. I think the Rams are really showing up. And, uh, they they I have also, to. Win. I also feel really bad for you not realizing how good the Rams were. <laughs> um, Vikings, Vikings and Bucks. Bucks should win. You'd think. You know, six and six versus seven and five. But so, the Vikings, the record hasn't necessarily shown it. Well, no, it has kind of shown it. Um, the Vikings have been better than I think people are giving them credit for. So the, the Vikings are four and one in their last five. Mm-hmm. They've won two straight. The Bucks are two and three in their last five, and they've lost two straight. I think if we're going just on trends, you got to go with the Vikings. Sure. Um, yeah, you know, Vikings this week, look at the Bucks. Next week, the Bears, then the Saints, then the Lions. So, I mean, you could, you could argue the Vikings might have a chance at my number seven spot in the NFC. I don't think they do, but that's um, – I don't think they do either. Yeah. I don't Texans, think anybody Bears. else in the NFC North has a chance. Mm-hmm. Well, the Texans, Bears, I – who cares? Um, Texans? Let's go to Sean sure. Watson. No, I'll, go, I'll go Bears just for the sake of it. Come on, Trubisky. Maybe Foles. Maybe not. Who knows? That's just um, bullshit, man. Cardinals, Giants. Six and six and five and seven. I think if the Cardinals want to hold on to any hope um, of they being my win. potential number seven spot, they, they have, have to win this game. Yeah. Um, after the end of that Giants hot streak, which I mean, we'll see. I, I, uh, right now, I don't think they will win. But if they have any, if they if they want a shot at the playoff this year, this is a must-win yeah. game. Uh, Chiefs, Dolphins. Chiefs. Um, I think it's going to be a better game than people are expecting. I think Still it'll be Chiefs. closer. Uh, I agree, but I don't think it'll be Denver, Kansas City close. But I think it'll be <laughs> closer than people expect. Uh, Cowboys, Bengals. I think this is all Bengals. Yes. Um, speaking of which, Cowboys are up right now, three nothing over Baltimore, towards the end of the first quarter. Hey. Uh, um, but I think the, I think this is going to be the Bengals' last victory this season against the Cowboys this week. Okay. Um, Rockos Panthers. I'm expecting McCaffrey to be back and to run wild over Denver. You you know how you just said it was uh, three nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's three to seven now. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> that's <laughs> okay. So I'm expecting McCaffrey to run wild over Denver. I'm thinking the Panthers take that game to move to five and eight. Well, the Broncos fall to four and nine. Okay. Jets, Seahawks. Let's go, Jets. I'm taking the Jets. I'm pulling for my Jets right now. So, um, I, I, <laughs> honestly, I probably agree with you. I watching Seattle not, this week was just a letdown. It was bad. It was a letdown. I'm not. I'm not convinced. Um, that that Seattle team is a contender by any means. Um, but um, I'm, I genuinely think if we get the Jets team we had this week, uh, minus the defense, <laughs> which the coordinator is gone, um, this is a Jets team that could go to and to and 14, 3 and 13, even. Yeah. Uh, Colts Raiders. I'm excited for that game. I. Eight and four. Versus seven and five records don't always mean anything. Nope. Um, this is <laughs> I uh, 
I'm going to go Colts. But I, I want my Vegas Raiders to take it. So um, they both have the same record for the last five games. Um, right now, our, our better scoring offense is the Colts. Mm-hmm. Um, and our better defense is the Colts. Yeah, and the Colts have had a great defense all season. So I, I think putting all that together, be, I, I, think, I think we have I to think go the with Raiders the Colts. I think the Raiders are the obvious choice. <laughs> I, I think the Colts are the obvious choice. I also wouldn't be surprised if the Raiders somehow come out with a victory. Yeah, no. Nice I, I want the Colts to win. Derek Carr and the Raiders. Yeah. I want the Colts um, to win. Nope, Ricky and I are all Vegas right now. Uh, Sunday afternoon, Packers and Lions. <laughs> it's it's the Packers, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, the five and seven 49ers versus the five and seven Washington football team. I'm taking the Washington football team to move to six and seven. One hundred percent. Yep. One hundred percent. I feel bad for you. You've had a lot of injuries this year. Um, doesn't look like Garoppolo or even Kittle is really coming back this season. Kittle might be here for a game or two, but you know, with a loss here, you're pretty much officially out of contention. Um, so why bother? I mean, and Washington's on a hot streak. They've won three straight. Mm-hmm. Potentially five straight. You know, those yeah. three-point losses, which at the end of the day, there are losses. Uh, Sunday afternoon as well, Saints and Eagles. Um, it's the Saints. Taysom Hill is going to be starting again, I believe. I don't think Breeze is back until week 16 or 15. I um, think what I was reading is he could be back this week. I don't think he should be. I don't think he should be. Not with not when it's a team against the Eagles and you don't need the win. Like, you have the playoffs. You you're, you're already clinched it. Let him recover yeah. more. Get him in the practice time. You're good. Falcons, Chargers. This is interesting to me. I... <laughs> uh, I... So, the Chargers looked really bad this week. Really bad. A very nice way to put it. Um, that being said, the Falcons have been better than their record shows. They've lost some close games. They've also had some um, very bad giveaways, like they they've given they're three away. and two in their last five. They're three and two in their last five. Both losses were against the Saints. Um, you know the law. The last time they lost a game before the Saints, when Lions, really? Lions. Yep. Ooh. Then they beat the Panthers and Broncos in eight and nine respectively by week week ten. Lose to Saints, destroyed the Raiders, lose to the Saints. Um, I mean, my heart says Herbert and the Chargers. My brain and gut tell me the Falcons this week. I, I would love to see the Chargers do something. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, Sunday night football, Steelers, Bills. Bills. Yeah, I agree. Bills. Um, they're, they're, they're my team to beat right now when it comes to, to their, that two spot. I – they showed up yesterday, and if they don't wanted to gain any ground on the Bills, it'd be this week. Yeah, it just sucks. You're playing Kansas City. Yeah. Um, the Monday Night Football uh, Ravens and the Browns. It's the Browns. 
Yes. Yeah, it's, uh, it's the Browns. The, the, the Browns are hot. The Ravens are not. Yeah, it's like crappy <laughs> rhyming. Yeah, but it's, it's the easiest way to describe it. It's a fact. It's, it is what it is. I mean, yes. Yeah, I know. I think that uh, I think that just about covers it for the week. Anything uh, anything else you had, Ricky? I, I don't think I got anything. I mean, I I know we 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 beat it with a dead horse last, like a dead horse last week when it came to our mm-hmm. uh, our favorite quarterback of our freshman class. <laughs> and I just want to say, I hope we weren't the ones that screwed him over with the whole. Oh, uh, I didn't even think about that. But no, no. That I mean, said, let's though, be honest. I do think you. I do think you are the one that. Uh, Put that jolt into Derek Carr having a great game this week. Maybe. I mean, me telling him that he just needs to do something because he nearly nearly no, thirteen I... yards separated him and Stafford <laughs> this week. Okay. Uh, actual serious question. Mm-hmm. Looking at the way that certain teams played this week, do we think we found another spot for Stafford? Or do we think that he has a more legitimate shot at staying in Detroit with an actual coaching staff that is somewhat competent? Do how high of a draft pick do you think Stafford is worth? Second round. I'd agree. Um, if if we're lucky and you could get a late first rounder, nobody this week really showed me that Stafford should be anywhere else. Because yeah. um, you look at quarterbacks that might have not had great weeks; it's not their standard starting quarterback. You know, I mean, Mike Glennon was Mike Glennon. He was Mike Glennon last week too. But Mike Glennon's not the future of Jacksonville. <laughs> No, he is not. Um, was it Matt Barkley that played for? No, it was it Colt McCoy? Yeah. Colt McCoy. Whoever yeah, he played, played for the Giants this week. <laughs> you get my yep. point. He's not the guy for the New York Giants. Nope. Um, Brandon Allen, he's not the guy for Cincinnati. Ryan Finley, he's also not the guy for Cincinnati. <laughs> um, I just Andy so, Dalton's not the guy for Dallas. The, the if reason it's not I bring Lamar this playing up. right now. Trace McSorley's not the guy for Baltimore. No. But the, the reason I bring this up is because I think there are a lot of viable places that could actually utilize a Matt Stafford. And I have I don't one think, team in mind right now. And I don't think he is overly expensive. Because I had this conversation with um, – with Ben, who is another one of our hosts who was unable to make it this week. And the conversation I had with him was, as soon as we got off last week, my mind initially went, why did I not say he's going to the Patriots? Because a Matt Stafford fits perfectly in a Bill Bill Belichick offense. We we joked about it. We didn't talk about it, though. I mean, we we did touch on it. I think Steph would be great on the Patriots. That being said, um, there's one team that as of this week, I could see Stafford being on. And it would require a trade for their backup quarterback, maybe their starting quarterback. Okay. It's the Eagles. 
Interesting. I um, I think, and when I said backup, maybe started. I'm referring to Hertz. I'm not talking about once. Um, <laughs> if you were talking about Hertz, a second rounder. Yeah, no, Hertz, a second rounder. Um, young quarterback with a new offense, a new, I mean, a whole new, you know, manager and whatnot next season, head coach and everything. It could be a good environment for Jalen Hurts, and I think Stafford. I mean, Philadelphia, they do have the weapons yeah. for a good quarterback. They just don't have the quarterback for the weapons. I mean, Zach Ertz so, is back. Dallas Goddard isn't having a good, you know, time as tight end one. Um, Fulgham's been fine when found. So I think a team like Eagles, Stafford, I think that would be Stafford's best suited spot does a, based on this last week. Does a more rushing-oriented quarterback make sense for the Lions? I do not see the harm. Okay. And I mean, I don't really either. I, mm-hmm. I see it as mostly a benefit when it comes to their running back game. Especially I would when you say have if there was action. If there was ever a team that needed a mobile quarterback and like Stafford, you know, used to run a lot, run often and can yeah. still get a couple yards here and there. But if there was ever a team that, uh, if you wanted to put it in the way of like a culture change needed it. Yeah. It'd be the Lions, and I think Jalen Hurts could be all right. I I still would love to see the Lions somehow manage to get uh, a Trevor Lawrence because, I I mean, a Trevor Lawrence quarterback is the ideal quarterback for a Lions team. The only way that happens is if something happens like happened to Tua, like he gets hurt, which I don't want to see, obviously. Yeah. He falls a couple spots because of it. It's the only way. So the only way I see it happening is either he decides not to go this year mm-hmm. or if the Lions decide we really want him and they give away anything and everything to get him. Well, that's what I was going to say is how high of a draft value do you think Stafford could draw? You know, he could try to trade for that number one pick. So I don't think Stafford, Stafford would Stafford. get that number one pick? No, no, it'd have to be our you know first round, second round, and like fifth round. Um, but – I, I do think a Stafford combo is sufficient when it comes to trading up. Mm-hmm. But I also, I don't know that the Ford family would ever say yes to getting rid of Stafford until he retires. Sure. And, and, and this isn't, you know, we, t- we talked about it last week. We both like Stafford. We both like having Stafford in Detroit. Yeah. But I don't want to see him waste his career here. No. Um, uh, which I feel is like, is, I feel like that's the truth. And hell, he might be wasting it if he goes to the Jets. Um, so... I, th- I think it's more so a waste for him to stay in Detroit. And I think getting in a rookie quarterback is beneficial for a team like Detroit who has a lot of space they need to grow and a fresh face, a fresh staff would be a mutually beneficial environment. Sure. I can't argue that. Yeah. Um, nonetheless, that was our real final question, um, as opposed to our other final question, I suppose. Sorry. Um, <laughs> no, you're all good. Uh, I've been Aaron. And uh, Ricky. It's been And this uh, has uh, been Blown Coverage, week 13. And uh, we'll see you back here next week. Take care.